Welcome, everybody. Welcome to The Pursuit. I'm your host, Ben Spangle. Excited to be with you today. And we have another exciting episode today. Uh, a great guest that we got on the show, Wayne Lee. I want to tell you a bit about Wayne. Uh, Wayne's a peak performance expert, and I'm excited. We're going to talk about some strategies with some of those things. Hall of Fame speaker, award-winning entertainer. And one of the things that's unique is he's got a, a very diverse background, but is a five-time Canadian amateur wrestling champion. He comes from a teaching background originally, but then was able to bring in hypnotherapy combined with peak performance. And I just love it. And I love what you're doing right now, Wayne. And, and I think what's exciting too, is that, you know, you've had all this success in all these other areas, yet compared, probably your biggest win is what's happened recently through COVID-19 and the, the shifts and the, the transformation you're making there. So, so excited to have you on the show. Thanks for being with us. Oh, you're very welcome, Ben. It's a pleasure and I'm thrilled to be on. Uh, sharing what I can for all the people listening. Amazing, amazing. Well, I'd like to I'd like to give people a more in-depth background on you. Um, I know that uh, I talked a bit about wrestling and I know there's an amazing story behind that. And uh, why, don't, why don't you kind of walk us through a bit of your journey, how you ended up doing what you're doing today and, and some of the breakthroughs you had along the way. Yeah, for sure. And like um, being a hypnotist for over 25 years, a lot of people ask me like, is that a skill you learn? Are you gifted? Um, and my response is I was struck by lightning when I was a kid. Mm. Um, and they were like kind of stunned going, really? <laughs> I said, no, it's a joke. Uh, so it tells you how, how good of a comedian I am. Right? I got to <laughs> make people be funny on my stage. And the fact of the matter is that anybody can be uh, a hypnotist. Anybody has learned. And actually behind it, we're all hypnotists because I'm going to, I'm going to just plant a seed right now. I'm going to, I'm going to just let the door open wide, the curtain pull back on what hypnosis is. So here's hypnosis. It's the non-critical acceptance of an idea or suggestion. Non- I'll say it again because it's so important for people to get that. The non-critical acceptance of an idea or suggestion is where, hey, say I was talking to you, Ben, and I gave you a suggestion and you just took it. You were like, wow, yeah, that's hypnosis. You've accepted it. And then we've got this critical part of us that uh, resists information. We have to analyze things or we'd be all over the map. That's how we make decisions. So what hypnosis is, is when you set apart that critical side and you just are open-minded to new suggestions. So when people say, hey, I'm open-minded, that's a good thing. Uh, you still have to be critical. So I wanted to get that right out off the bat here because people think hypnosis is something mystical or magical or something I do on stage, when in fact, people have been hypnotized to accept certain beliefs which create their reality and create the story that they live in. And they'll keep getting the same results because they keep telling the same story. Mm-hmm. And then they keep saying, when will this change? Well, it won't change unless they get rid of those borrowed beliefs that are the crux of what stops people in most cases. And 90% of the cases, I say, with the thousands of people that I've worked uh, with. Now, having said that, what my story is, is I actually learned about the power of mind in uh, the sport of amateur wrestling. So as you said, five-time Canadian I wasn't the greatest athlete, but one of the things I did a lot was I visualized. Hmm. And when I visualized, I was, um, I call it like a visceral feeling. Like I visualize, I get my body going and everything that I visualized, it was amazing how uh, most of that actually came true. So I'll give you an example is I had a a great wrestling coach in grade 10 and uh, I wrestled just outside of Shore Park here in, uh, or outside of Edmonton in Shore Park. And Glenn asked me in grade 10, he says, how well do you want to do this, your way? And I said, uh, I want to do really well. He said, but specifically, how well do you want to do? 
I said, well, I want to make it into the finals of the Canadian Amateur Wrestling Championships. So it just came out of me. He kind of asked a great question to bring that out. And as soon as I said it, he told me everything that I needed to do, like how hard I needed to work, who I needed to train with, how many hours a day. He gave me the whole regiment. But he said, most importantly, when you need to see yourself as if you've already achieved that goal. Right. Daily. So I thought, cool. So I said, Glenn's a pretty good coach. I took his advice. And the cool thing is that I found that very exciting to actually visualize myself. There was something that just intrigued me and I loved doing it. So every day I would, I would think about that when I wasn't wrestling, I would actually just see myself in the finals. And I'd also visualize myself winning other matches and, but really seeing myself in the finals. So throughout the whole year, uh, learned a whole lot, wrestled, um, throughout numerous, numerous tournaments. And then finally we make it to the national championships. I had never been there before yet. I wrestled with one of the best clubs in Canada and I had great training and great partners and I was visualizing every day. And I wrestled my first three matches of the tournament. I win those matches, tough matches, but I win and I was super excited. And the next match, if I won that match, I would actually make it into the finals, which would be my goal to make it into the finals. So I was pretty excited, but the guy I was wrestling with was way stronger, much more experienced, but I had it locked in my mind. Like I'm going to make it into the finals. I'm going to make it into the finals. Yeah. So get on the mat, rest the uh, whistle blows and we go for a full five minutes. Uh, whistle blows is a three all time. So it goes into sudden death overtime, but I get a, I get a, a minute with my coach. And so uh, there's Glenn and Norm, the assistant coach, uh, talking to me, like saying all these things. And to this day, I have no idea what they said because all I'm thinking is I'm going to make it in there. I'm going to, I'm going to score, you know, like I'm just like zoned yeah. right into this trance. Yeah. I didn't call it a trance at the time, but later I realized that's what I was doing to myself. Yeah. And I get back on the mat, the whistle blows, we go grappling around that whole mat and, you know, end up stumbling out, out of bounds. I race back to the center of the mat, get back in my stance. The ref comes to me, grabs my wrist and raises my arm. Yes. So I achieved the, the point. I, I achieved, you know, getting that point going out of bounds. And I don't even realize how I did it. Like it just, yeah. it happened. Yeah. So I was super ecstatic. And what is even greater is that the next day, I knew that I could win because the person that I was wrestling in, I'd actually beaten at a previous tournament. So I was, I was confident. And the next day comes around and guess what? I lost. Hmm. And I was so disappointed. And, and uh, here's the punchline. I said to Glenn, I said, you know, I obviously made it in the finals, but I feel so deflated. Like I could have won the gold medal. Glenn. Yeah. And he says, well, you know what you did, right, Wayne? I said, I don't. Why don't you tell me? You're the coach. He says, what did you focus upon all year long? Getting in the finals. Yeah. It hit me like a brick. It was like a wake up. It was like, I focused in on getting into the finals and I never even saw myself winning wow. the finals. Wow. And so I took that learning experience to the next five years. And, you know, like you said, in the, in the intro, I won national championship five years. And it was incredible how that played out because I would see myself. I was the person that I needed to be before it actually happened. Mm -hmm. And that's how it played out. And then I took that to the rest of my life in regards to that principle, that whole philosophy and, and the strategy of visualization. And I became a school teacher. And then I became uh, a hypnotist, motivational speaker. And now the journey has come into COVID where, you know, uh, I've had some pretty serious challenges and chaos out of COVID. Mm -hmm. And I applied that same formula and principle that I learned then to not only get out of 
COVID in a way, but pivot to the next chapter, which is even a, a more magnificent part of my life right now. Yeah, that's it's an amazing story. And you know, on the note of the, the power of visualization, of everything that you just talked about, even saying, well, hey, I wasn't even that great of an athlete per se, but through visualization and you got exactly what you were creating in your mind. I mean, that's, that's, and so that's such an important thing for all of us listening and all the listeners too, to think that, okay, if you're listening to this, you're success minded. That's why you're listening to it. You might even be doing visualization already. Be clear on what's the end result you're trying to create, right? And yeah, I just wanted to add to that too, Ben, if I can, is the fact that that was a pretty good goal for me. Like I had no regrets other than that. Oh, I could have, reach even further, right? Yeah. So we're going into 2021. Um, 2020's happened, it's come and gone. And we have one opportunity to kick some serious butt in 2021. Yeah. And it all starts with what do people want? Glenn asked me, what specifically do you want? And there's two reasons why people fail miserably at this. And I say miserably because they do, because it gives them an opportunity to do one thing, think big to really flex. I call it flexing your focus, Mm -hmm. like flex it. So it scares you a little bit. So even if you, you know, got it, uh, it would still scare you. Be like, Oh my goodness, this is such a magnificent goal, but it's got to excite you too. And the second part is that they, they're focusing upon what they don't want. Mm -hmm. They'll give you all the reasons of why they can't have that gold medal. So my question is what's your gold medal? Mm -hmm. The gold medal is a metaphor for what's that for you in 2021. Because the secret, and this is the number one thing I teach people that's so profound and so simple that people miss this. People want to know about hypnosis and they want to know about all these things that I teach, which I do. I've got proprietary things like the SNAP technology to bus beliefs and a whole bunch of things. But it starts out with one thing, and I want people to understand this, is the secret weapon is that you have to make your future vision bigger than your past. Mm. That's so good. And I can tell within a minute when I'm interviewing somebody or working with them as a a coach, because that's where I moved into, how they're going to do in the next year. Unless they see themselves differently and more importantly, um, how they fit into what their future vision is. Hmm. And if you interview all successful people that are really just people that get what they want, they have to see it in their mind first before they actually did it. Yeah. It's, it's a must. It's a law of the universe. And yeah. it happens in one place, which we've all been gifted with this amazing thing we call the imagination. Yeah. When that's imbued with excitement because of what you see, there's the magic. You've got this fireball of what I call flow, which is feeling life optimized within. Mm. That's what I call flow. When you're tuned in and tapped into that, you're unstoppable. And when you're not, it's very frustrating because you've got this heartfelt desire that's telling you how great and wonderful and all these dreams. And you had all those when you were a kid and that's been taught out of us for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so if you're listening to this and you can resonate and you resonate with this, that's why you're not moving forward or getting what you're getting. So first of all, it starts with what's your future vision? Make mm-hmm. it good. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah, I love that. Having a, can you say that part again, a bigger future than your past? Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. Make your future vision bigger than your past. Make your future vision bigger than your past. So good. There's also people that say, well, don't live in your past or, you know, I disagree 
And what I mean by that is that a lot of people discredit their past. Take the good stuff from your past, your accomplishments, what you appreciate, and build on that. Take right. those skill sets and, and, and say, and ask a great, great question. How can I take all of those things and apply them to what I want? Mm -hmm. And you stack and you layer and you move into this place because 2021, you know what? It could be the same or worse in mm -hmm. regards to the circumstances. Right. And I guarantee you this, there's people that are hurting up there. I really know that. And I also know people that are not, that are thriving with business and what they're doing. What's the difference? Is it luck? I don't think so. I think sometimes people think it's luck because they don't aren't necessarily uh, aware of even how they're operating, even very highly successful people. Mm -hmm. But I guarantee you, I can reverse engineer what's happening. And they, they, they see opportunity. They see how they're going to help. They see the vision. And that's really the first part to creating massive success. Yeah. So good. Uh, you know, I loved the other, the other week when we were getting together and just the connection that we had. And I think so much of it is because we're, we're on that same frequency in terms of ideas. And if you've been listening to the show the last several episodes, I mean, we've been building and building and building and bringing guests that are masters of these ideas. And every single one has talked about this idea of a big vision to begin with. And it's just another great example of that. Wayne, tell us a bit about this. I mean, you spent, you know, 25 years doing this. People, everybody has limiting beliefs, right? I mean, there's nobody walking around without them. We all have them different, different degrees. Yeah. So what if you're, somebody's listening to this today saying, yeah, I know things are getting in my way, but I'm, I'm having a hard time even telling what these limiting beliefs are. How, what would you say? How, how, how could you help them discover that? And then second point to that is what's maybe strategically, tactically something they could start doing to shift that? Sure. No, great, great uh, questions and creating value for all of you listening right now in regards to having some idea of what's happening within your ecosystem of energy. And I call it ecosystem of energy because you're such an intelligent being that you're always guided. This is the key thought part that some people really haven't brought out about what our subconscious is all about. And I've created a whole new model called the, the GPS model, which is your subconscious is so brilliant. You may have heard people talk about your subconscious going and stick with me on this because it'll answer exactly what you're looking for here, Ben. Okay. Uh, I just need people to understand the foundation of how our subconscious works. So the GPS model, if you think about it as like a guidance system, that's what it is. But the, the, the G is one of the most important things that it does. And I'm going to get to that last. But the P is that it protects you. You have a built-in mechanism for survival. So when you walk across the street and you see a car, you don't have to think about it. You just got this gut, you, you just have this reaction right. or your heart beats because you don't have to think about it. You just have this protective mechanism. So protected. The S is that it supports you in being right. Mm. So anything that you put into it, or more importantly, that you actually had other people put into your subconscious at a young age and you created interpretations, guess what? You will keep getting that because it's got this brilliant mechanism, this brilliant function to support you in being right. Mm -hmm. So when people say, I can't do this, um, or there's never enough time, they have a belief that there is not enough time, which is just a, a limiting belief. They picked up somewhere, an excuse. Yeah. Or that if they can't do something, they have a belief they've picked up and they're going to continually support your, your subconscious is like a, a wonderful genie that says, Whatever you're saying and commanding, instructing, I will support that. 
So here's where it gets really cool. Now, a lot of subconscious models out there are people like Joseph Murphy and the power of the subconscious have talked about that. Yeah. What they rarely, or I don't know if I've come across it from other people talking about the subconscious is this. The G in subconscious, the GPS model is that it guides you. Mm. Every step of your life, every moment to moment to help you create magic. Now, let me tell you what that is. I'm going to unpack that, Ben. When you have a heartfelt desire, call that your gold medal of what you want to produce in 2021. Yeah. I want to hit my financial numbers. I want to spend more time with my family. I want to take these vacations. And then as soon as you have a self-limiting belief that clashes with that, that says you can't do it or you're not good enough, you feel bad or negative, right? Sure. Yeah, of course. So when the people are like taking this in, I really want them to get when your feeling state is the voice of your subconscious mind, your emotional state, how you feel in any given moment is either letting you know that you're on course aligned fully to who you are or you're off course. Mm -hmm. And it's always letting you know. So if you get excited about your goal and you have these great empowering beliefs, you're going to feel good. And it's your choice to change a belief if it isn't. So in the moment of decision, if you can understand that when you're feeling those frustrations, like when you are, say somebody is a, a content creator and they want to write a book, but every time they sit down, they're like, oh, they get this feeling like, like they're drained and, and it's frustrating. There's a self-limiting belief underneath that. Is it tough to write a book? Well, I think it's challenging in terms of like, you have to have something to say. Right. Yeah. A lot of times people, it's about that they're second guessing themselves. That is, is it good enough? Who's going to listen to this? It's already been written before. Yeah, it's sure. like, get that yeah. BS away. Yeah. And so underneath the feeling is the treasure. Underneath that feeling is the self-limiting belief bed. Hmm. So then my question is, what thought is underneath that belief? It's a very simple pro process that I take people through. What hmm. thought or belief is underneath that feeling? Hmm. I consider myself a subconscious detective. Okay. Yeah. I like that. And I, I just get excited about it because I understand and I've worked with people where in one session, I've been able to help people bust a belief that has been a lifelong belief that they've spent even hundreds of hours in therapy. Yeah. Not discrediting therapy, but I'm all about quick, fast, easy change that gets people to realize how powerful they are and how powerful they really are that they keep perpetuating the same beliefs because they are doing it to themselves. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's one tool that helps people in an instant, and it's a, it's a conscious tour, tool, but done long enough, it becomes a subconscious. So first of all, I just said, you know, how the subconscious works and how you can understand that when you have these negative feelings or thought or feelings that are there underneath that, if they're clashing with your goal, the question is, what's underneath that? What thought or belief? Usually it's going to be an image or a voice in your head. Right. That's going to be the telltale right there. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. So what's underneath that yeah. negative feeling comes up? What's the thought underneath? Yeah. So say for instance, now I'm going to give you an, a precise tool okay. and people will remember this because the tool is represented with the acronym M I N D, which is mind. Right. So now they'll all remember this. Whoever's listening is this when you understand, because some people are, are, are not awake. They're just like, I'm going through this. They got these feelings, but if they understand, like they check in, they go, oh, it's a feeling. Don't fight that feeling. It's letting you know what's underneath there. If you fight it, you'll get more of that. You're resisting it. What you resist persists. Yeah. 
So you ask that question, what's underneath that? And you, you kind of like become that little curious detective. And then say, for instance, the thought is you have somebody that wants to take their business to the next level, going from say six figures to seven, yeah. but they have a belief that it's going to take so much work and maybe they're going to lose their health, their family, because maybe they've hurt that in the past. Mm -hmm. And if that comes out that they understand, oh, that belief is that thought that's stopping me, then here's how you can reverse it. On the spot, you say, me, I now decide, and I'll say it again, mind is me, I now decide that going to seven figures is actually going to be fun. Mm. And actually, I don't have to work harder. I just have to study a better model. And when I implement that, do you see how that thought train takes you down a very uplifting feeling? Yeah. Yeah. And when they keep catching themselves do that, that little mind, I call it the reminder, helps yeah. people shift and reverse what they're what they've been thinking about for years. Now, obviously, when I coach people one on one or in group, I have processes uh, that I take people through that I'm coaching people. So I get to bust their beliefs or help them. But people can do this on their own where they're like me, I now decide that it doesn't have to be harder, that I don't have to lose my family, I don't have to lose my health. In fact, I can be more vibrant, I can be more refreshed, and I'll have more time to do even more things. Mm. Because there are people listening to this that think that it's gonna be a lot harder to make seven figures than six. Right. And so I would bust that belief because I will show you 10 people that have more time off than the people making seven figures, or six figures, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Me, I, I now decide. Mine. Me, yeah. me, I now decide. It really anchors it in. It gets people to wake up to me. Yeah. I now decide. Like who? Me, I now decide. I like to repeat that just because if people get this one tip or tool from this, listening to this, it can be a life changer for them, a transformer. Yeah. I mean, really, when you think about that whole idea of just a total pattern interrupt, because it could be something we could be using all the time, not just in, okay, the feelings there, but just even when some negative thinking comes in, just yeah. catch it. Boom. All right. That comes in me. I now decide, boom, whatever, wherever you want to go to. Right? Yeah. And make it fun. Make it catchy. Like you say, pattern interrupt, like put it to the tune of the music that you like me. I now decide. Mm. Boom. Um, that's, you know, what I've realized is that studying very successful people, they make it fun. They're curious and they don't beat themselves up for it. They might for a second or two, but then they get on with things. Yeah. I think that's so important, that idea. I was actually, um, you know Peggy as well, Peggy McCall. Mm -hmm. and uh, doing awesome. a Wonderful lady, doing an interview with her. And that was one of the conversations we had too, is just that really, I think that successful people have found a way, as you just mentioned, Wayne, where they're, they're not stuck in beating themselves up. There might be a moment of it, but then they let it go. And I think unsuccessful people are people that aren't achieving what they want. They're so hung up on constantly beating themselves up. And, you know, I think it's kind of like in a lot of ways, you, you're trying to get to where you want to go driving around with your e-brake on. You're just, it's going to be tough to do it. Yeah. Right. Tough to do it. Without a doubt. And I, I think I've thought about this for years too, Ben, where um, there's a lot of people that have made a massive amount of money, mm -hmm. but they're very unhappy. Mm -hmm. And would I say they're successful? Well, I think that they figured out how to make money, but I think they're, they're lacking the biggest thing in the formula of success, which is fulfillment. Right. So there, it tells me that if they're making money and they continually make money, they're usually trying to still validate themselves to other people. Hmm. 
And that, you know what? That's a great place to start. I know when I wrestled, I wanted to prove to myself that I was good enough. And that was a pattern throughout my life. Mm-hmm. And then I realized where I didn't have to prove anymore. I can just be me. Mm. That was the most freeing thing in the world. And I'll tell you, self-identity is the most powerful thing to fit into that future vision. So once people have a really good vision, then it's like, do you see yourself in there? And you'd be surprised to people go like, this is what I want, but they can't even see themselves in that picture. So there's a saying, and I want you to get this saying, this is, this is one that I think has a lot of meaning in it is that you'll never outperform your self identity. Mm-hmm. So good. So the performance is something you do. Your self identity is who you are, how you are being. Right. And so if you keep doing these things that people are telling you to do all these strategies, but you haven't changed the perception of who you are, you'll just get more frustration. Hmm. And here's the other thing. And it kind of goes maybe counter to a lot of people, what their language patterns are. Yeah. They, they, they feel like they need to fix something or they, they, they need to be fixed. They're broken. Now people feel like they're broken, but I will say this and I'll stand in this firmly. No one needs to be fixed. Hmm. People are never broken what needs to be fixed is their focus and their focus is made up 90% by their subconscious beliefs that keep spinning around because it's habitual. Mm-hmm. And so people, people are already whole, complete, and perfect. Mm. They're already whole, complete, and perfect. And if they think otherwise, they're doing themselves a, drift, a disservice. So that doesn't mean that you're on your high horse and you're like, um, it means that you fit and anchor into who you really are who you are is perfect. It's wonderful. But perfection doesn't mean you don't stop growing. You don't stop learning. It means that you keep expanding and growing and transforming into the next. And that's the beautiful thing is that you move forward fast coming from a place of love and freedom and joy and enjoyment to create rather than you have to do it for somebody else. or you proving um, yourself to uh, your parents who may even not even be alive anymore? Yeah. That's so well said. And I'm just imagining that if, if you're feeling that way, if you're truly understanding that and feeling, hey, I'm whole, complete, and perfect, and you already are that, so much less resistance in going to go to the next level because you're not stuck with this is wrong with me or that's, I don't know if I can because of this. I'm already complete. I'm already whole. And then, yeah. That is it. And here's the thing that I want people to understand is that being whole, complete and perfect doesn't mean you have, don't have a shadow side. Doesn't mean you have darkness. Doesn't mean you have stuff that you might previously be ashamed of. It's about being so transparent and vulnerable that when you are okay with that, you realize that's, that's how we're built. That's how our DNA is. And that when you accept that, everything transforms. Hmm. Wow. Why don't you walk us through a little bit, maybe even if, if you got a couple of stories of some limiting beliefs of some people maybe you've worked with and examples of some transformations they've made. I mean, sure. it'd be cool to hear some of those. Um, just recently, and this actually, believe it or not, because a lot of times people don't think that this can happen through texting or through email. This yeah. happened through messaging. Wow. Where one lady, she had, um, and she's in her late 60s or her 60s. And she's been carrying around a belief for her life. And when I say her life is she was, she had physical and some sexual abuse that her perpetrator said, you know, in a matter of speaking, like 
don't you tell anybody or you'll hang yourself like threats. Right. Right. That voice stuck with her in some way, shape and form throughout her life. So she's highly spiritual. She's a healer. And at the same time, she is doing all this amazing work for others. And yet she's really struggling herself. Hmm. So one of the the methods that I have uh, keyed on, and it's called basically it's, it's, it's using your imagination and your memory because one of the things that people have to realize, and they might resist this at first, but I'll prove it to you on this, is that your imagination and your memory are the same. What I mean by that is they're on the same plane of existence. Because mm-hmm. anytime that you're remembering something, you're using your imagination to bring it back. Absolutely. Yeah. So now I want you to do something, Ben. I want you to think about maybe one thing that you really want to achieve in 2021. Okay. Got it? Yep. Now, I want you to remember what you just thought of. Okay. Yeah. Same same spot for sure. Same plane. Right? Yeah. So, you can use your memory and imagination to such a great capacity where you can change things like that by being creative. And so, mm. what I did with her is I took her to her past and in a very easy, gentle way, she really identified the voice that was going through her head. Okay. And it was that perpetrator's voice. Yeah. And it became so ingrained after a while, she, it just became her own. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I asked her to think of a character that makes her laugh a lot. And it was Donald Duck. Okay. And this was all done through texting. It wasn't me even having my own voice doing this with her. This yeah. shows you how powerful the process was. Yeah. So it's called sensory acuity altering. So through her senses of that voice that was coming through, I got her to visualize and, you know, see that person and push that person away. And then the voice came to play. And the voice obviously brought up a lot of emotion for her. As soon as we were able to have the sensory altering of that voice to go to Donald Duck in her imagination, things shifted in a second or two. Now, obviously we went through that process a bunch of times and afterwards she was like, you know, that level of like eight or nine stressed out and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So went to a three. Wow. And that was done through me again, going through back and forth with messenger. So the point is, is that it just shows you how powerful people's minds are when they know how they can use them. Because usually people are blowing up things in their head that they've blown up for years that are not serving them because they're voices that are telling them how they can't do things, how bad they are. And they'll have a vision of that as well. So when you can hit those two main modalities of the pictures that people have in their head and the voices, the auditory things that are going on in their head, and you can alter them and change it into a more powerful, positive mind trigger, mm-hmm. things shift immediately. So good, man. That's so good. I, um, I'm excited, but I'm thinking about, as you're talking, I'm thinking about, okay, how can I apply this? How, how do I implement this? And even things mm-hmm. I want to shift in my life of, of both sides of that, right? The imagery and auditory aspect of it. Yeah. So good. Hey, um, you know, the other thing too, Ben, is that if that's something you want to jump on another time and have me on to actually do that with yourself to process you to do that, I would be just more excited than ever because I'm a subconscious detective. Yeah, that's right. That sounds awesome, man. Well, I look forward to to doing that. I know we talked about doing some work together, so that'll be great. Uh, Hey, I'm thinking about this idea because I think that 
going back to this idea of limited beliefs, you, you had talked about this briefly earlier too, but so many people, the, I think the way you put it, they're not even awake, right? They're just, they're going through the motions. And really what you're talking about doing, these, these transformations that we're talking about is, is really waking up. Do you want to expand on that idea a little bit more? For sure. And tell me if you want more, just because my idea of waking up is, you know, like it's, it's best described through my own experience of my own self-limiting belief okay. is what we just talked about helps people actually listening to this to wake up. Mm -hmm. of how powerful they are and what's stopping them mm -hmm. and how they need to make a decision to reprogram their subconscious mind. That's where it starts. And for me, it was a pretty uh, nasty wake up. Mm. So I'm telling you this story because you don't have to go through this in order to wake up. Okay. Many people will because many people need to hit rock bottom before they wake up or that's what wakes them up. Mm. And I know I did. Like a number of years ago, I had a person that I entrusted um, completely. So much, in fact, that that led to that person and the only person that really was working for me um, stealing a hundred and over one hundred and thirty thousand dollars in money. Wow! And so, for me, it was a wake up. Like things got to change, and I looked at that. I'm like, what's that about? And Fortunately, like all of these things that I've learned over the years, I used all those things to get me to the next level of go, going through this. And I asked two questions like what next and how, what can I learn from this? Those are great questions. Mm -hmm. But along the way, I woke up to a belief that I had within me and it was a self-limiting belief. And I now realize that if I hadn't busted that belief, I would still be getting the same results and forming the same patterns. Right. So and I don't know if I even told you that story. Ben. I don't think so. Okay. So. But there's a reason I didn't because we're doing it here now. Yeah, that's right. So, um, what I realized by thinking, hmm, what's that about with me? So that's the first question people have to wake up to is taking absolute responsibility for everything in their life. Yeah. And that means you take responsibility. And if you look at the word responsibility, you have the ability to respond. Mm. So you, you step into your power. So how do I know? what patterns are showing up in people's lives, look at their results. Mm -hmm. So if it's a money issue, that's where their block is. If it is a relationship, that's where the block, do you see health, mm -hmm. same thing. Yeah. So first of all, people have to wake up and look at where, what they're getting in their life and wake up to that it's no one's fault, um, nor is it their fault. They just have a prime opportunity to wake up and change that to transform themselves. With that being said, with my story, I realized a long time ago I looked at him alone. What's this about with me? Because I would have my employees where I would treat them better than me. I would pay them more than me. Hmm. And, and I looked and that pattern showed up. And for me, it was like, oh, I just need to book another event or another show, 7,500 or 10,000. That wasn't going to do it. Money wasn't the, the, the answer. Right. What was the answer is changing that belief. And so that's what waking up is all about is what are those beliefs? So for me, it was a, a, a profound people pleasing belief that I had within myself. And I know a lot of people relate to that because a lot of people I work with, that's the term that comes up, people pleasing. But what does that mean? Well, for me, when I was young, I had a stepdad that was incredibly successful, a millionaire. And he was such an amazing guy. And he just passed actually three months ago. Uh, bless his soul. I, I have a pen here in my, and, and every time I come in, I look at this pen because it reminds me of Nick. Mm. And I think he's talking to me now more than ever. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's an, it's an amazing feeling. And what Nick talked, 
taught me was about generosity. So my stepdad taught me about generosity so much to the effect or to the effect where I developed a limiting belief. So all people's intentions aren't bad. In fact, they're doing the best that they can. But as kids, we interpret things in a way where we can be profoundly affected in a way that doesn't serve us. Does that make sense? So how it affected me is Nick used to always love to go out and he was so jovial and he would get everybody out for dinner, friends and family. And there was no way he would let anyone else pay. And I remember when I was about, I was under 10 years old. I was very curious to see that check, that bill on the table. So I went to grab it. And as I grabbed it, Nick was a fairly stubborn Dutch man. He he had his opinions and he smacked my hand. Now he smacked it for the reason of like, he just didn't want me to look at it. That was his, he was going to take care. He was a very proud man. And to me, that traumatized me. And somewhere I picked up a belief that you need to take care of everyone. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And that's how we, we gain these beliefs. And I associated that don't let anybody else pick up the check. Yeah. I'm picking it up. Now think about how that played out. I was a highly motivated, very successful hypnotist and, you know, guy that's done this for so many years, but some, some little belief in there is like, no matter how much money I'm making, I've got to take care of everyone. So mm-hmm. I had a hard people actually asking for money at times for my clients. Oh, I'll just, I'll just do that for free. Also, my employees, even when I wasn't working, I felt like I had to take care of them. Hmm. You see how profound that was? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, when I woke up to that, that's where I busted that belief because I had such a, um, a rock bottom experience where it got me to think, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so just by waking up to that, I got to then choose a different belief. Yeah. And that's the short of it. But I think, you know, people have to understand they are it. They take responsibility. There's beliefs underneath there and they can choose a better belief. And again, that's where I'm so excited and I'm so passionate about what I do because I know it could be, they could be one subconscious reset, one belief away from opening up the doors to abundance of health, wealth, relationships. And uh, it's a game changer. Isn't that amazing to think that you're one, as you said, one subconscious reset, one belief shifting from your whole world changing and you know, it's true. And and then also keep in mind that a lot of times people want a quick fix. So they think, okay, I've done that. We're, we are multi-layered individuals where we have all these different layers, like peeling the onion. Mm -hmm. Now, when you get to the next level, you're going to have another challenging thought or belief because you're always expanding and growing. And so when you get to that next level, you may have more and you will have more that then you'll have to go. Oh, so, one way to go forward fast, and this is something we believe in, Ben, I know you do, is you have to model very, very successful people. Mm-hmm. You have to see how they think, how they act, how they feel. And then it's, it's a simple concept, but why won't people pick up a book that'll show you everything, but they won't even actually spend the time of day to read it? Yeah. And that's one of the things that I teach people in my coaching process is there's a specific... I call it the, uh, the same principle and it's the study and model excellence. And there's a specific method that I teach people to pick out the things that, you know, in your category, in your industry and what, and look at those people. And it doesn't mean be exactly like them. It means take the best of them, replicate it right now, and then it'll become yours. And guess what? 
you will even make it better because you have these gifts that you're bringing to the table that you're stacking on. Yeah. I, I think that's so powerful. And as you said that, I don't think I've articulated that too much, but I've noticed where I've done that in my own life, that idea of really modeling. And, and certainly it's funny with, with kids, you know, I have two young kids. I know you have a family as well, but you look at my youngest who's two and you can see when they're, I, I know that when you're a toddler and a baby, a mirror neurons where they're automatically model people, right? Yes. And I'll watch it with our youngest where she just wants to do everything her big sister does. That's what she does too. Yeah. So we, we almost have that condition us in a way, but then it seems like when we get older or you become, you know, I don't know, maybe you go, go to sleep if you will. I mean, you're not awake to it, but we've modeled somebody in our life. Yeah. So I, I think a big question and something we want to focus on with this is, is who do I want to model, right? Because otherwise you're doing it unconsciously. You're just doing it. That's, that's the way you've been conditioned. On default. Yeah, on default. So and, yeah, like, and you know, like if people have had some really poor role, role models, they can actually flip that and use it as a way to go in the other direction. Mm-hmm. Where I've had people said, you know, challenge me what I couldn't do. And that got me more motivated to say, I'll show you. And, and so that's a, that's a good way to use motivation and go in the other, other direction and then, and then model people that are highly successful that you resonate with and know that whatever is resonating there, it's within you that is going to come up. Yeah. Yeah. Wayne, this has been awesome. Uh, I want to switch gears a bit. Again, we're in the middle of COVID-19 at the time of this recording, right? And, you know, when, when all of this happened, I mean, your, your business changed, right? You're a speaker, you know, you're going traveling, your bookings, all that kind of stuff. And yet, and I know, cause we've had this conversation together, but, but I know that such a crazy time, things ended up working out in the most perfect way. Yeah. And, and you had mentioned to me this idea of from chaos to creation. Do you want to talk about that idea a bit? Yeah. After I finish laughing here, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's surreal. And I first say that I'm very blessed. And, and I think that when people understand how blessed they are, when they live that, they will see the results of that. Mm. So what happened to me, and this is the story that happened that is now the next chapter that I'm so super excited about is in February of this year, 2020, uh, my wife and I really worked hard on the business to position me more as a keynote speaker, which I've done for years, but at this level where people see me more than just entertainment. And so we were breaking through, I was getting on big stages in the States, hired a great, amazing team to do a promo video, rebranding, you name it. So spent a lot of money doing that. And, and the result of it is, is that in February, we had our highest closing month of all time. Wow. Like we did, you know, if we can say it here, like over a hundred grand in closing. I was just, it was like the fruits are paying off. Yeah. Yeah. The fruits are coming. And guess what? As we all know, in, in March, it was all taken away. Yeah. It just like, oh my goodness, is this real? Yeah. Um, I was still riding the wave, I think going, ah, oh, maybe it'll, you know, maybe this will only last a couple months. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all wishing and hoping. Uh, But one of the things I did know that I was super grounded in just all the stuff that I learned over the years and the principles and, you know, knowing the future vision. I'm like, I asked, what's next? There's got to be a next. And I'm going, what's good about this? So I had all of that going on. And my wife and I did a lot of Netflix and drinking wine and pausing. We weren't freaking out. And trust, we, we had our days for sure. We had our, you know, our adults. But there was a couple of things that I did religiously and it was things that I've done over the years that I just, it grounded me and it got me to just didn't matter what was going on where I felt so good. 
So the, the, the two things was one, I would go out for a run every day in the, in the Mill Creek ravine here in Edmonton where we live. Mm-hmm. And I was in nature and I was just so elated. I just, it, it was like my go-to mm-hmm. no matter how bad the day was going, I would go and I, all these ideas would start percolating. Like all the things that I've thought of for years, like, you know, how can I now take what I'm doing and maybe help others and coach? And so I had all these things. And the other thing is I was listening to music, which was a powerful motivator for me. Mm. So those two things were like a combination, which I now call good state activation tools, like these activator tools that get you into a very high energetic state, high vibrational, and through, uh, you know, that high vibration, we attract what we're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole other iPod, or I mean, a whole other podcast that we can get yep, into. That's how right. energy works and how I'm so passionate about that. Uh, but I just knew I was in that zone. And so I also said, how could I help people at this time? And I was just drawn to go on Facebook and do what I call wake up with Wayne. And I would go on and I would do my little, what I call now the subconscious resets. So it was a combination of like asking powerful questions, putting in hypnotic language, getting people to relax and just doing it. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that people would come on. I mean, six, seven in the morning, one or two people would come on. And then that grew and that grew, but it was more for me just to go out there knowing that it's helping somebody. Yeah. And then that grew into quite a little following. And then I started to do individual sessions where I would help people and develop my own little process of putting in all the things that I've learned and spending all these thousands of dollars that really got me to dial into how I could help people. And I had some limiting beliefs too, thinking, um, can this be done through Zoom? Can this be done online? And, and it could. I mean, I found like, wow, we could just really connect and I could really be dialed into what they're going through and more importantly, help them. Mm-hmm. And so during all of this, there was this wonderful man, Dominic, who actually reached out to me that I did individual sessions for about over 15 years ago. Yeah. And uh, he said, Hey, Wayne, I would like to get some help with um, health and walking and getting more active. And he was a very successful businessman. And he said, are you doing anything? Could you, are you doing sessions right now? I said, yeah, I'm not doing a whole lot. So I'm laughing that my events are all gone away. And that was my model, right? Being on stage, doing keynote presentations and still doing the entertainment. Yeah. And I said, I'd love to do some sessions with you, Dominic. And he paid me a great price. He said, Wayne, I'll I'll do, I'd love for you to do five sessions with me. And uh, each session he was paying me just, you know, a wonderful uh, amount of value for that. So I felt grateful. And during this whole time period, I just thought, you know, I'm doing this with Dominic. What if I could build um, a coaching practice out of this? Mm -hmm. And like, I've been thinking about that, but I just had these thoughts racing through my mind of, you know, coaching people and using all the things that I've learned to help people bust those subconscious beliefs. So around the third session, uh, I'm on the session with Dominic and I said, Dominic, like, tell me how this is working for you. And he says, Wayne, you know, like this is helping me so much. He says, it's, it's completely shifting how I see things, how I'm doing things. And uh, my whole aspect of never thinking that I was even fit or healthy. And it's, it's in three sessions. I says, well, can you help me out on something? He, he said, sure. I said, I'm thinking about doing a coaching practice. Like I'd want more Dominic's. I want 10 of you. Yeah. And in that I could see it being where we do these one-on-one sessions, like of an hour. And then, and he says, oh, and you know, Speaking of that, I love those one-on-one sessions that we're doing, but I would also love like a half hour tune-up midweek. I said, that sounds great. So he's really building my my coaching practice. Yeah. And I said, what else is working? So he's telling me all these things. And then we're talking about the planning. 
and um, basically how it would work over a year. So we had a great conversation. Uh, and at the end of it, he said, how much would you charge for something like this way? And I said, well, you know, I've had many coaches in my life. I've always been a believer in mentoring and coaching and having it done for me. Mm-hmm. And I pay anywhere from like 20 to 25,000 for one-on-one great coach. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, that's way too, too low weight. <laughs> I was like, okay, really? Um, I said, what would you charge? And he said, a hundred thousand. I said, wow. So I have to see myself in a bigger bubble of future vision. Yeah. Immediately he asked me that I kind of grew into it. I'm like, yeah, I guess I could see myself doing that. Yeah. And I, I thought of all these things I'd add. And about 10 seconds later in the conversation, he goes, and Wayne, sign me up for your first client. Amazing. <laughs> and I was speechless. And that yeah. usually doesn't happen to me, yeah. as you can tell from yeah. through our interaction. And I was so grateful. And wow. I said, Dominic, I said, you are like a savior to us. You're an angel during this time period. And he goes, no, Wayne. He says, I really appreciate those words. He says, but I want you to get this. He says, Wayne, this, you are worth this. He said, you give me so much value. And the other thing is, is that if I paid you only 10,000, I wouldn't be as committed. Hmm. And that was so profound too. I've known that about, you know, not giving things away and that, but it just is like when people have skin in the game and when they've put in so much, they are going to show up even more so. And that's the people you want to work with. So Dominic was the catalyst of turning chaos into creation, Hmm. into having me see myself for even more of what I was. And I never really thought of it during my keynoting and entertainment because I I didn't even have time to think of that in terms of I was just so busy doing that. And then COVID kicked me as a push to what's next for Wayne. Yeah. And then guess what? Being in that high vibrational state, Dominic showed up. Wow. There was no accident. And then when we showed up, we meshed. And it was amazing because from there, we, you know, we had a a coach that helped us go online to form what that coaching model looked like, but more importantly, how do we, how do we scale it? Something I wasn't doing before COVID. And now this year is going to be bigger, better than ever. And guess what? I don't have to leave the house actually. Yeah. Now, do I still love going on stages? You bet. Do I know when that is going to be? I have no idea. All I do know is that what I'm building right now magnifies what I've done before a hundredfold. And I can reach more people. I can make a greater difference. And that's where the 21 day subconscious reset was born. Our coach who we hired to do these, you know, a model of, a, you know, going online and doing this challenge, it just, it became like the right model and the right feeder system into our coaching program. And so the rest of the story is in 2021. In 2021. I mean, that's such a great story and just so amazing how literally basically your business is taken out from wiped under your feet and then opens up all these doors to, like you say, where you're going to be able to create a bigger impact, reach more people, bigger difference. I mean, it's just incredible. It's it's incredible. You know, the one thing that I want people to realize is that I went through 25 years of doing what I'm doing that I absolutely loved. I mean, I loved it so much and I still love it. The one thing that I didn't do in those 25 years that I'm doing now, and it's what I just said, is scale. Right. And nowadays, for anybody listening, you have an opportunity to scale because of the communication that we have with the internet, with what we're doing right now, that we never did have before. And in that way, people could still scale, but it would have to be like in a slower way of subscription and and direct mail. Now, this internet and the technology that we have is changed everything, social media. So 
the scaling is phenomenal in, in terms of people being able to create more value for others. Mm-hmm. What creating more value for others is I'm going on a bit of a talent tangent here, Ben, but I think it's really important to people to realize that no matter what business you're in or, you know, the value that you're creating for others, it's really about solving the problems. Yeah. Whatever that problem is, if it's a bigger problem that you're solving, you're going to get paid more. And when you step into your value and you own your value, then you'll get paid more. And I heard this not too long ago where somebody said that making money is about really one thing. Making money is about creating value for others and delivering it in a way that people want to pay for. Mm. And I'll say that again, because it, it really, it struck a chord with me is that you create value for others, solving big problems, however you do that, whatever your delivery is, is then, and having them pay for it in a way they want to pay for it, having it delivered in a way they want to pay for it. So now what we get to do is we get to do this on a group context of having a hundred people where I can actually really make a difference and create value and deliver that. And that's what we call the subscription. That's what we call membership. That's what we call group. So I just think that it's blown the doors when people really get that of how much of a difference they can make um, entrepreneurs and, and, and people that are scaling. There's so much opportunity for people to help people in this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. And that, that idea of money, money truly does flow to value. I mean, if you want to improve your financial life, there's lots we've talked about in this interview today in terms of beliefs to work through. Um, but at the end of the day, hey, if you want to improve your financial life, you want to start creating more money. I mean, you've got to create value. And as Wayne, as you talked about, Wayne, but there's quantity. How many people am I bringing value to? And then quality. What's yeah. the value I'm bringing to each of these people? And if we can increase both of those, Game changer. Game changer. You know, as we start start to wrap up here, uh, Wayne, I want you to talk about, we've, we've talked a, a lot about it kind of in passing the 21-day subconscious reset. I know that program, you're going to have, I think the first launch is coming up. Uh, well, actually, it probably will have already started by the time we release this episode. But why don't you maybe expand a bit on that if people want to learn more about that, maybe even get involved in that program. Why don't you talk a bit about that, what that looks like? For sure. Yeah, it's, it's 21 days. And a lot of times people go 21 days. That's a lot of time commitment. So that's also a, a belief that I got to bust right off the bat. It's actually only 10 minutes a day. Everybody has 10 minutes. If it's really important, they'll do it. And the cool thing is, is that uh, even though I go live in a Facebook group at 9am uh, Mountain Standard, it's replayed anytime they want. So they can do it. They have one transformational task. Um, the best way I can describe it is that we've had people on there that have gone through the 21 days that their testimonials speak for themselves where we had one lady that uh, is in sales. She's a sales professional. And she said, Wayne, your principles and what I've learned and the experience of putting into practice took me from having, you know, $250,000 of business to $750,000 of closed business. Wow. Like it was re- remarkable. And then the testimonials just keep going on and on and on in terms of people saying, you know, they busted a major belief that they, you know, were hindered by for years. So number of those, like the, 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 those are great. So people know what results they're getting, mm-hmm. but the, the, the challenge itself is life transforming because it's what you just said. It's about people waking up to what's really happening within them and how powerful they are and how they've got these beliefs that are stopping them and how we can bust those beliefs by creating a bigger future, busting the negative self beliefs that are stopping them from that future. And then giving them some really practical hands-on tactical tools that they can use immediately. And in 21 days, those are the results that are happening. So I urge anybody listening to, and I don't even have to hypnotize you to join. 
<laughs> but once you've listened to my voice and about 10 minutes after you listen to me, it's like, why am I going to this guy's site to, to re register? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so no, it's just, I, I joke with that, but I really, I'm on a mission to help people wake up to, well, transform. And what I mean by that is it's, it's a new brand of T-R-A-N-C-E hyphen F-O-R-M that people are living in a trance. Um, yeah. and they just, and, and you, trance isn't a bad thing. It's just, how is it serving you? Is it a bad trance that keeps you stuck or is it a great trance that you're on autopilot to success and fulfillment? So mm -hmm. we help people live in a better trance. That's so good. So good. Yeah. So where, where can people connect with you? I know you're on Instagram. Um, yeah. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Wayne Lee. I've got a, a business page, personal page. Uh, and then my website, wayneley.com. The challenge site itself. I mean, it'll, it'll, you know, if it's not up and running and you know, we're our launch, like you say, whenever this goes to air, we'll probably have one going on. It's wayneley.com forward slash 21 hyphen day hyphen challenge. Okay. Perfect. And that's our entry to, to get people to see what it's all about. Great. And we'll put that in the, the notes of the show too, so people can find that easily. Wayne, cool. this has been amazing, man. I love this and I'm excited to do more and more work together. I know we connected right away uh, when we were first got introduced there. Yeah. Yes, it was amazing. And, and I love your vision for what you're doing of just really, how do I make a bigger difference? How do I make a bigger impact? And that's what we're all about. I mean, with the pursuit, we're about how do we become the next version of life, the next version of our best selves. And for so much, I think for every one of us has that desire of, I want to contribute, right? Mm -hmm. I want to help people. And you're doing that. And, and I know you're, you're about to do it in a bigger way than ever before, which is amazing. Just as, as we come to a final kind of close here, any closing remarks for people, anything you want to talk to them about, just last thoughts as we leave them with this? Uh, you know, I think what's important to go into 2021 is pick a theme for what that means to them, like a theme for the year. I think it's been helpful for, well, it has been helpful for me. And sometimes it's a gut response. Like it just, I know it's come to me like this last year was faith before I knew that 2020 was going to be like it is. So trust your gut, say, what's my theme for 2021 and come from a good state of what's my theme mm. and let that come to you and pick a theme. And that theme will guide you throughout 2021. Perfect. Having a theme. Thank you so much for today, my friend. This has been amazing. I love it. I'm excited to uh, excited to listen to this myself and go back through it and also excited to do some work together too. Uh, hey guys, as always, we appreciate you listening to the show. Follow Wayne, connect with him on social media, check out his 21 Days Subconscious Reset program, get connected with him. And hey, we, do, we don't charge anything for the podcast, nothing like that. So all we ask is subscribe, follow it, share it with people pass it on, especially this one. Make sure you're sharing with people that you know. I know they'll value it for sure. And then connect with me on Instagram as well, at Ben Spangle, B-E-N-S-P-A-N-G-L. Thanks for being with us. We love having you tuning in. And if this is your first time, special thanks to you. We got a lot of other great interviews as well and more coming too. So Wayne, thanks again for being with us. We'll see you soon. Thanks for having me, Ben. <laughs>